0: Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm about to tell you got to be one of the nastiest acts I think I've heard in a while. This man that you're looking at walked up and wiped his nose on a Dollar Tree employee shirt. (laughs) That is disgusting. This is a 68-year-old man. This is just sick. You know, we know what times we're in, and this is what you decide to do in a dollar store? Walk up to a Dollar Tree employee and wipe your nasty-ass nose on their shirt? Who the hell does that? Seriously? <laughs> oh, these people ain't no good. This man's name is Rex Gomong. And he is a 68-year-old man. So this came out on Fox 2 Detroit. Man charged with assault and battery for wiping nose on Michigan Dollar Tree employee shirt. And this is May 5th, 2020. Oh, that is so nasty. That is so nasty. A 68-year-old man from Genesee County, has been charged with assault and battery of a Dollar Tree employee after he wiped his face on her shirt when she said he needed to wear a mask inside the store. So she saw him come in the store. She told him he needed a mask and he proceeds to walk over and wipe his nasty nose on her shirt. What people are going to have to do as soon as these folks show up at the door with no mask on, you're just going to have to stop them from coming in the store. Stop them right at the door. So I guess this is the new thing they do. If you tell them to practice social distancing or wear a mask, they turn around and attack you. We saw this with the Dallas police officer that was pushed into the water for reminding people to social distance. <laughs> so now we have another incident where you, know, you told someone they can't enter the store without a mask and they walk up and wipe their nasty nose on an employee. Oh, boy. Mm -mm -mm. These people ain't no damn good. Rex Gomal, 68, of Linden, was booked into the Oakland County Jail on assault and battery charges. According to police, Gomal was inside the Dollar Tree in Holly, a northern Oakland county. When an employee said he needed to wear a mask, Holly police said the store had signs up telling customers they must wear a mask to enter the store. So he just disregarded everything. Mm -mm -mm, Privileges must be something else. When the employee told him he needed to wear one, she said he walked over and said, Here, I will use this as a mask, and then wiped his face on the sleeve of her shirt. And you can see it in this picture. That was captured on the camera inside the store. Mm -mm -mm. Holly Police said the man was loud and disruptive before finally leaving the store. He was arrested late Monday and was arraigned on Tuesday. Man, that is, oh man, that is, is that?
1: Yes, the Holly police chief really saw it fast. It used to be no shirt, no shoes, no service. But now because of COVID-19 businesses are posting signs on the door saying you must wear a mask to enter and a customer who didn't follow the new rules caught on camera, taking his anger way too far check out this surveillance video everything inside the holly dollar store on saginaw street looks like business as usual until this last saturday afternoon when a disgruntled customer angrily wipes his face and mouth all over the
0: employee
1: there was a clerk about in the middle of the store attending to some shelves uh she saw the man walk in and noticed he didn't have a mask and she reminded him of store policy that he needed to have a mask on. Uh, He walked past her, turned around and came back and made the statement, here I'll use this as a mask and then proceeded to wipe his nose and face on her shirt. The older man wearing sunglasses proceeded to walk around the store making loud and disruptive comments and then took off in a white possibly Ford, window van that looked similar to this. Holly Police Chief Jerry Narsh says the clerk who was assaulted, did the right thing. She's fine. Uh, She was frightened. Uh, Clearly when something like this happens, it's unexpected Um, and uh, she was upset. She did the right thing. She didn't confront him in the store. She contacted her manager, who contacted the police. Police now looking to the public to help identify the suspect. In the meantime, the chief says, as we start to slowly reopen our businesses and the economy, it's important to remember this virus has not gone away. We need to pay attention to the new requirements.
0: You know, ladies and gentlemen, I really feel sorry for these people that are doing these essential jobs Because, you know, they're trying to do their job. They're trying to keep themselves safe. And then you got these people that will intentionally try to infect people or scare you into thinking that they may have it. I mean, look, I saw videos of a lady coughing, you know, in the store around employees. I mean, why? Why? This is so just, it's just straight up evil to do that to somebody. You know what the circumstances are. Why are you taking your overly privileged ass out there and then walking around like you're exempt from everything? You can spread the disease just like anyone else. Oh, man. It's like as soon as you think you've seen it all, folks like this will remind you (laughs) they got more shit to show you. Y'all, please tell me what you think. This is some messed up crap. Please leave your comment and subscribe. Don't forget to hit on the notification bell and I'll see you on the next video. Peace, family. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if any of you heard this, but Amazon's VP has quit. He didn't like the firings of people that spoke out because of the conditions in Amazon's warehouse. Remember, they just wanted PPE. They wanted sick pay. Um, They were concerned because people were coming up positive every day on the job. And they protested, and those who participated in any protest were fired. So I I guess it's practical to throw the person out instead of fixing the issues at your warehouse. Jeff Bezos. Okay. So this is USA Today, May 4th, 2020. Amazon VP quit in protest over warehouse employee firings. An Amazon vice president quit in protest over the company's firings of executives who spoke out against treatment in warehouses. Tim Bray, identified on LinkedIn as a vice president and distinguished engineer at Amazon Web Services, says he quit in dismay at Amazon firing of whistleblowers who were making noise about warehouse employees frightened of COVID 19. Bray says in a blog post that the move will cost him over a million dollars. Wow. When a co-worker calling for better safety conditions was fired, followed by two other critics, Bray decided he had to quit. Remaining uh, Amazon VP would have meant, in effect, signing off on actions I despised. Amazon's messaging, he notes, has been urgent that they are pri Uh, prioritizing this issue and putting massive efforts into warehouse safety. I actually believe this. I have heard detailed descriptions from people I trust of the intense work and huge investments, but he also believes the workers as well. At the end of the day, the big problem isn't the specifics of COVID-19 response, he said. It's the Amazon treat, the humans, in the warehouse. Oh, yeah. So he's complaining, too, about how these employees are being treated. Only that, not just Amazon It's how 21st century capitalism is done. He added that Amazon is well-managed and has demonstrated great skill in spotting opportunities and building repeatable processes for exploiting them. It has a corresponding lack of vision about the human costs of the relentless growth and accumulation of wealth and power, he said. If we don't like certain things Amazon is doing, we need to put legal guardrails in place to stop those things. We don't need to invent anything new, a combination of antitrust and living wage and worker empowerment legislation. Rigor, rigor, yeah, rigorously enforced offers of a clear path forward. USA Today reached out to Amazon for comment. Wow, this is really a bad look. First, you got your employees protesting. They walked, you know, the first one they walked out and that was up in their Staten Island location. And then about two weeks ago, they had a, a call out at different warehouses all on the same day. And it just seems like anytime you speak out because you are trying to bring attention to the conditions there and people are afraid they're going to get the virus while working at Amazon, And the best thing Amazon can do to remedy the situation is what we have seen from many companies. They deem you a troublemaker and they throw you out. They fire you. No correction of the problem. They could care less. They just want to throw out those that are speaking out. And these people all spoke out for a good cause and reason. And the end result, they lost their job. So now the VP, one of their VPs, has quit for pretty much the same reason that these employees were complaining about. It's a lot of exploitation when it comes down to these big corporations. And at the end of the day, they don't care about your safety. They don't care if you're afraid. When people are sick around you and you're afraid you might get it too, they don't care. It is all about the money. And we have seen through this entire COVID-19 Lockdown, the only concern is money. They value that over any human life, any day of the week. That's all they have showed us. You're going to have to care about yourself more than they do. (laughs) That's the bottom line. So this man walked away, you know. But see, somebody like him, he'll get another job. He'll get another job a lot quicker than you and I. But y'all, please tell me what you think about Amazon's VP quitting because he was upset over the recent employee firings that have taken place there. Please leave your comment and subscribe. Don't forget to hit on the notification bell. And I'll see you on the next video. Peace, family. Ladies and gentlemen, we know schools have been closed now since March in this country. So this story came out on CNN May 6, 2020. 47 states have ordered or recommended that schools don't reopen this academic year. Well, this academic year is, it's gone These kids can't make up that kind of time that was lost. Most governors in the United States have ordered or recommended that statewide school closures continue for the rest of the academic year to help reduce the spread of the novel coronavirus. Several states have announced their plans to begin lifting social distancing measures And the federal government has issued guidelines to reopen the country in phases. But it doesn't appear that students will return to the classroom this spring. Officials in 47 U.S. states, as well as Washington, D.C., have ordered or recommended school closures for the rest of the school year, according to a CNN tally. Schools in all five U.S. territories, American Samoa, Guam. Uh, okay, so they're talking about U.S Virgin Island, Puerto Rico, okay. And And then they have the 47 states. All right as well. What happened here? So I was not expecting school to return. What were they really returning to, y'all, when you really think about it? You know, in most, a lot of states, they they are done with school in May, where I am. School is not really over until June. All right, there is... There's a video here. I'm going to see if I can get it to play.
2: We were told immediately to quarantine and that this was our new reality. This is a private school, so we're extremely fortunate, which is very different than the situation in large public school systems. A lot of kids need laptops, a lot of kids need Wi Fi. No, I've been thinking a lot about whether you know access to the internet should be considered a a human right. I have always seen schools as more than just centers of learning. Schools are safe havens. In a time like this, what's the duty of our society? It is now 11 to 12. I have my second class of the day, which is my current events class. Uh, we are right over here on my iPad. We have all the kids. Let me show you guys some behind uh, the scenes. We were actually uh, one of the first affected in the state of New Jersey. On March 8th, we got an email titled Urgent COVID 19 Update Number 6 from the principal. We were told immediately to quarantine and that this was our new reality. My school was very quick. Literally within like three days, we already had remote learning. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Good. Are you feeling way better? Much better. Wow, that's amazing. Great. I don't remember the exact moment when we first started talking about coronavirus. Four or five days after I first felt symptoms, I woke up with a, for the first time with, a, with some sort of fever, and then I got sick for five days. We had to sort of manage kids' study, you know, their virtual learning. And I had to continuously be in touch with my own students, even as I was unable to actually conduct class. And ultimately, I'm a healthy person. I'm only 40 and I have no underlying condition. Uh, and this totally knocked me out. Definitely not having the end of your senior year is probably like on the list of problems in the world is way at the bottom. Um, but I mean, definitely it just sucks. Academically, obviously, it's much harder, especially for students who are taking APs. My first time out of the house in a week. We're about 30 minutes away from San Francisco. The roads are empty because we're on lockdown.
1: This is my desk, my laptop, my notebook. My teacher was saying, we're probably not going to come back this year. That this was probably the last time that we would be seeing each other. For us, it was definitely like a moment like, wow. For the first couple days after like the closure and everything happened, and we started hearing that things are getting canceled. We were on FaceTime crying just because we felt like we were missing out on so many memories and we've worked hard to like plan these events. We didn't really say our goodbyes or anything.
2: see it's a big adjustment you know when you're in regular class you actually get to see your friends whereas like right now I literally just get up from my bed and open my computer to get into the classroom a lot of kids are realizing like wow like I never realized how much I actually enjoy going to school it's like no one likes this. no one wants to be able to wake up later but have to do online school I think people just really rather it go back to
1: normal. have your device handy we're gonna go ahead and get started when I thought about doing this online teaching I, I did worry worry
2: you know what what if they don't show up? Class kind
0: of I guess, stimulates you. Yeah. Awesome. Does anybody want to hop on in here? All right. I'm going to stop it right there. They're just showing examples of what online school is. And you can see all the kids on the screen and the teacher. And you know what? That is now the reality. You know, not unless they can come up with something more creative this is the reality for many kids in this country but y'all please tell me what you think i'm not surprised that this school year is done you know but please tell me what you think because i know people have kids and grandkids that used to attend school you know what is it like for you now let me know in the comment section Please leave your comment and subscribe. Don't forget to hit on the notification bell and I'll see you on the next video. Peace, family. ladies and gentlemen, you know, there was a lot of big global backlash against China for their treatment of their Africans there. And now China is trying to save face. I would take what these folks do with a grain of salt, for real, after seeing some of the other things that have come out. So this came out on Quartz Africa, After its racism to Africans go global, a Chinese province is taking anti-discrimination measures. So this is May 5th, 2020. Officials in China Guangdong province have announced a raft of new measures aimed at combating a racial discrimination storm which has threatened Beijing's relationship with African governments and Africans globally. It comes after an unprecedented diplomatic scandal broke out because of the treatment of Africans' residents in the province capital of Zhangzhou In April, videos and images of Africans being evicted from their apartments forced into quarantine, blocked from hotels, and even being barred from a local McDonald's went viral on social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and WhatsApp. The recent wave of suspicion and anti-foreigner sentiment in the southern port city which is a major hub for African entrepreneurs, was sparked by reports that a group of African men broke quarantine and infected others with the coronavirus. Lie, lie. China, I don't even know why y'all trying to act like coronavirus came from Africans. Come on, nobody is believing this. Y'all need to get off of that mess. Ghana, Kenya... Nigeria and Uganda were among African countries to summons China's ambassador, along with the African Union Commission, to register their displeasure about the reports privately and at times very publicly. The U.S. State Department also ramped up the scrutiny of happenings in Guangzhou with a warning to African-Americans to avoid travel to the city. We, how many of us are really going over there? It's not many. I can tell you that. It's not many. Okay. The response from Beijing had initially been to deny the reports, describing them as rumors and misunderstandings, spread by Western media, despite the fact that local media in African countries were the first to report on the issue. You know, at any time you see that in a country's response is it's a rumor, it's misunderstanding, China is full of shit. However, with the new measures, China is effectively admitting there is a problem and clearly hoping to repair damage to its relationships with African countries. A note published on Monday on the website of China embassy in Nigeria, relaying a message from Guangdong province, officials said, we firmly oppose any discriminatory practice against specific individuals or group and allow zero tolerance for discriminatory remarks. Indeed, this is the same bullshit, y'all. This is the same bullshit. It also said the province was implementing measures on ensuring equal service in nine sectors. You know what? I am so sick of these bogus statements after, you know, really any country, even here, get caught doing something discriminatory. And then you come out with these canned responses and you don't mean none of it, because if you really truly mean it, where were the Chinese authorities to step in immediately and help those Africans? It didn't happen. So the way I see it, you do tolerate racism in your country and you're slow to react. So no, you, you tolerate it just fine. The measures target businesses such as hotels, shopping malls, restaurants, and other places where Africans have been routinely turned away as well as residential compounds. Education, public transportation, and medical service providers are also included in the new uh, regulations. Any organization or individual shall not restrict or refuse providing hotel accommodations and renting houses to any specific group of people because of their nationality, race, gender, or skin color, nor shall they be denied free access to such public venues as local communities, shops, and parks. One of the new measures included in the notes read, a dedicated hotline has been set up for foreign nationals who have concerns However, it is unclear what kind of sanctions uh, violators of the new measures would face. Probably nothing. That's why they're not telling you nothing. Given the culture of local Chinese officials to closely follow guidance by their superiors, this change of emphasis to prevent racial discrimination will likely be enforced to some extent, though it may take time to be effective. But these measures have been late in coming as some African governments have escalated their actions beyond the initial combination of events. Last week, Nigeria's House of Representatives ununanimously passed a motion on the maltreatment and institutional racial discrimination against Nigerians living in China, by the government of China. Among the relief being sought by legislators is to redress in any local or international court for breach of fundamental rights, loss of property, or any other actionable cause occasioned by the maltreatment of Nigerians in China. It also includes a move to check the validity of all immigration documents of every Chinese person in Nigeria. So Nigeria is going to fire back at you. (laughs) If you try to pull this stunt again, they got something for you. That's what they're letting you know. In Kenya, where a lawmaker has already warned of possible retribution, nearly 200 citizens have signed up for a reparations flight from Guangzhou. All right, so some of them are ready to get the hell up on out of there. I don't blame them. I don't blame them at all. No, see, China is trying to save face because, see, they need Africa. They do. They need those resources. Whoever came up with this idea just to toss Africans out on the street, they had to make things very difficult for Chinese people worldwide, especially the ones that are in Africa doing business. And man, I like I said, I don't know who made that decision over there in China. You made a fatal mistake. You got a lot of people angry worldwide. And not to mention, there's a lot of Chinese businesses and their customers are black. But y'all, please tell me what you think. Wow. Please leave your comment and subscribe. Don't forget to hit on the notification bell and I'll see you on the next video. Peace, family. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, it's been a while since I did a video on Space Force, which is supposed to be the sixth branch of the U.S. military. And I think I did my very first video on this back in 2019. And haven't heard very much about it, especially now with COVID-19 going on. But they just published an update because they're recruiting right now for for a U.S. Space Force. I wonder what their basic training is going to be like. The basic concept is a call to arms for a new way of dealing with military matters in Earth's orbit. No, it doesn't mean sky soldiers zooming around with laser blasters. It has a lot to do with using and protecting the satellites that are essential to modern warfare, especially for high tech countries like the US and some of its potential adversaries. The Space Force is already looking to sign up America's best and brightest for duty. That's nowhere near uh, sci-fi as it may seem. Just a few years ago, its first recruitment video dropped on May 6th, and officials say there's already been an avalanche of applicants. Here are some key things to know about Space Force. Space Force was established on December 20th, 2019, and will be put into operation or stood up in Pentagon speak over 18 months. So by mid 2020, its responsibility uh, uh, responsibilities according to the new branch fact sheet include developing military space professionals, acquiring military space systems, and maturing the military doctrine for space power. The 2020 National Defense Authorization Act provide $40 million to get things going. At the helm is General John J. Raymond, the country's first chief of space operations and the very first member of Space Force. It is the sixth branch of the U.S. military. So, and that sense is equivalent to the air force army navy and marine corps and coast guard there is some bureaucratic nuisance to that space force falls under the secretary of the air force similar to how the marines come under the secretary of the navy in its initial phase it's leaning heavily on that sibling. What's now the Space Force was the existing Air Force Space Command and the related Air Force personnel will be transferring over in the coming months. So they have people in the Air Force that will switch from the Air Force to Space Force. Okay. So they're saying that Space Force got off to an awkward start in January when Trump revealed the Space Force logo, which took a lot of social media grief for its striking resemblance to the Starfleet command logo from, (laughs) yeah, Star Trek. I remember that. I remember everybody's reaction when they saw the logo and the uniform. It's just a camouflage uniform. There was also a ribbing that ensued when Space Force offered um, its uniform, which it just looks similar to any camouflage uniform that you would see. I guess people were expecting to see something different. Members will look like their joint counterparts they'll be working with on the ground. More to the point of what the new branch is all about, on March 26, Space Force carried out its call in its first national security space launch, sending into orbit a military communications satellite built by Lockheed Martin. That's part of a six satellite network encrypted jam-proof system. The next launch of the secretive X-37B space plane carrying experiments for NASA and the military is set for May 16th. So that's not far from now. Okay. In April, the U.S. Air Force Academy graduating class of 2020 included For the first time, officers being commissioned directly into the Space Force. Of the more than 960 graduates, 86 will become Space Force first company grade officers. Though approximately 16,000 military members and civilians from the Air Force Command have been designated for the new branch, Raymond told the officers, you are number three through 88. As of May 1st, Air Force members already on active duty could volunteer to transfer to Space Force. With those transfers expected to begin around the start of September, those eligible will transfer, including officers, enlisted members in fields including space operations, cyberspace operations. Okay, so people from the Air Force will be transferring over to Space Force. All right, so this is a historic time in the space business, Raymond said in a statement. So they're just talking about how it got started. And we heard about that last year. Okay. So what exactly has the military been up to? The U.S. military has been involved in space-related projects for decades. In the 1960s, at the same time that NASA was working towards a moon landing, the Air Force had a parallel manned space program with its own astronauts, although none of them ever launched as far as we know. Recently, the Air Force, Navy, and Army had their own units focused on elements of operations in space. The Pentagon memo obtained by Defense One indicated that the Trump administration's original proposal on a sixth military branch had the Space Force absorbing the Naval Satellite Operations Center, the Navy Space and Naval Warfare System Command and parts of the Air Force Space Command and the Army's First Space Brigade, which was specifically created for enabling the delivery of defensive combat power and includes two astronauts who are basically on loan to NASA. Today, a significant portion of U.S. military activities tied to space resides in the Air Force Space Command headquartered in Colorado with over 30,000 people uh, worldwide and launch facilities in Florida and California. The command handles missions that include satellite communication, missile warning systems, Surveillance of space activities and projects like the secretive X 37B space plane. The Air Force even oversees the global positioning system. So they're talking about GPS. Okay. So they're recruiting for Space Force. And I'm sure they'll get more applicants. They already said they got an avalanche of people trying to join the sixth branch of the military, y'all. Look at the timing of this. (laughs) I don't believe that's a coincidence. But y'all, please tell me what you think. Please leave your comment and subscribe. Don't forget to hit on the notification bell and I'll see you on the next video. Peace, family. You know, about a week ago, the governor was picketed by, you know, the protesters out there whining because they want the state to reopen. Well, this governor didn't give a damn about them picketing out there last week. He has extended... The stay at home for another 30 days. So this came out on NewJersey.com May 6, 2020. Murphy extends New Jersey coronavirus public health emergency for 30 days. State of emergency remains in effect. Governor. Phil Murphy announced Wednesday he's extending the public health emergency he declared in New Jersey over the coronavirus pandemic by 30 days. Murphy declared both a state of an emergency and a public health emergency on March 9th as the pandemic was beginning to spread in New Jersey. He extended that order about a month later On April 7th, the executive order he signed Wednesday will keep it in place through at least June 5th. The governor's office said, the state of emergency remains in place indefinitely, but the governor said, the public health emergency expires after 30 days. I wanna make it absolutely clear that this action does not mean that we are seeing anything in the data which would pause our path forward. And it should not be interpreted by anyone to mean we are going to be tightening any of the restrictions currently in place, Murphy said in his daily coronavirus briefing in Trenton. This ensures we will continue on our current war footing For the coming month, he added, the conditions underpending. This declaration have not changed. We are still in a public health emergency. Murphy also stressed that the state needs to continue to practice social distancing, including stay at home as much as possible, while keeping six feet away from people and wear a face mask when you go out. Remember, in the absence of a vaccine or even proven therapeutics for COVID-19, our only cure is social distancing, he said, and we know that the efforts of millions of you are working. The state of New Jersey has 9,000, I'm sorry, 9 million residents has now reported at least 131,890 COVID-19 cases and 8,549 deaths attributed to the virus in two months. Only New York has more among American states. The state reported another 1,513 positive tests and 308 deaths Wednesday. A state of emergency gives states authorities certain executive powers and safeguards to respond to a crisis. It also allows the state to receive federal aid. A public health emergency allows the governors to take action under the Emergency Health Powers Act. The order Murphy signed Tuesday Extending it also extends all actions taken by any department of New Jersey's Executive branch in response to the virus, the governor's office said. New Jersey is in its seventh week of unprecedented um, restrictions after Murphy ordered residents to stay home, banned gatherings, and mandating non-essential businesses close to fight the virus the governor made his first major step in lifting the orders this past weekend as he allowed state and county parks and golf courses to reopen with restrictions. Some lawmakers, business leaders and residents are pushing Murphy to further loosen his orders as Memorial Day draws near, including allowing some stores to reopen with either curbside service or other social distancing guidelines. Well, with the meat shortage, you may not have to worry about all that grilling this year. You know, I was looking at an article and it was saying not only is there a shortage, they are hiking up the price on the meat. That's as the state grapples with hundreds of thousands of people filing for unemployment and businesses suffer untold revenue losses. But Murphy said Tuesday more progress need to be made before he can further remove restrictions because cases and deaths continue to rise and social distancing remains the best tool to battle the virus. He also said he does not have a more definitive timeline. We got to do it right, the governor said. We've got to do it responsibly. We got to do it safely. And we are committed to that, frankly, whether you like that or not. So, like we are on stay-at-home until June 5th, and... I wouldn't be surprised if it's extended beyond that because this governor, he ain't in no rush. He said this is indefinite (laughs) until there is some real change in the state. And New Jersey is second behind New York. The cases are really bad, especially when you start going more north in the state closest to New York. That's where it's really worse in the state of New Jersey but y'all please tell me what you think. You know, I knew he wasn't going to pay attention to those protesters. I, I mean, I just knew by his overall attitude when they were out there protesting, he seemed unfazed by it. Please leave your comment and subscribe. Don't forget to hit on the notification bell and I'll see you on the next video. Peace, family.